listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good today. It was a kind of a slow roll into that introduction. That was like a, it was like I eased into it. You know, it's either um, smooth or tired. <laughs> smooth or t- I think let's go smooth. Right, let's we'll go, go smooth. Right. Yeah. I like that. But I'm also tired. <laughs> I'm, this, this whole 75 day hard or 75 hard thing is, it's miserable. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're looking great, though. Sure. I wore the same thing I wore last week. So if you look at this clip, get out of here. So this is Don't not being filmed me. on the same day last week. This is a week later, this and you're still week, wearing the same week clothes. Later. No, I just woke up today, and I was like, oh, this feels comfy. Oh, my goodness. My mic is just like, I wanted to lift like just a little bit. There we go. Okay. But, yeah. you're, you know, but uh, if you're not at your best today, it's because you have bruised ribs. Yeah, well, I, I think it might. I think it might be. Yeah. No, you've been trying to say they're broken. I think one of them, one, one of them is broken. Yeah, and, uh, it's okay. It's fine. And you it's, I sneezed last night and I almost cried. Well, no, I'm not joking. I was in bed and I woke up this morning and I like coughed and then I like, sneezed and I was like, like, cr- like cringing, cringing. Anyways, mm. we're fine. Everything's good. I did not break it from working out. I broke it from the other stuff. And okay, so you just tell us what we actually are. Tell them what we're doing. Are we a think tank? We really are. I mean, we don't say it like that, but... Then say it the way we say it. Say it the exact (laughs) way we say it. Say it that way. It depends on the environment. A lot of times I tell people that really I help people move toward optimal performance. And that's really one of the more common phrases I use when I'm working one-on-one. I coach CEOs and founders and entrepreneurs. There we go. (laughs) Can uh, we get that annoying horn thing, that noise? (laughs) (laughs) Or like some kind of like hallelujah angel noise that we finally have reached the pinnacle of. Why can't you just give a straight answer? Well, because I think there's there's so many layers. Let me just give an example, like with mosaic. No, no. In one line, what are we doing right now? I destroy internal limitations. I love that. <laughs> My name is Aaron McManus, and I work for a man that destroys internal limitations. Yeah, that's what we do, because most people think their limitations in life are external. And I'd say 99% of all your limitations are internal. And if you can actually deal with those internal limitations, it's amazing how your external environment changes. If I can change the way you think, it will change the way you live. And that's the huge focus of our company. Now, how we do it changes. Sometimes it's me working one-on-one, but that would have to be a pretty high-level CEO, entrepreneur, founder, um, artist. It'd have to be someone who's really playing the game for high stakes. But it's like and- music, uh, can we use numbers or no numbers? Like, could, of like, net, like a company values. It would probably be companies that minimally are a hundred million. Okay. Yeah. You know, or somewhere in that yeah, in that like space. Yeah, to hundred million plus. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are at 40, 50 million. Yeah. 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 But they're going to scale to seventy five hundred. But their decisions either give five hundred people a job or or loses five hundred people jobs, and right. so their decisions are far bigger than the impact makes on their life. And that's why working with these people is so important. It's that it's, it's not just changing their life. It's changing the lives of everyone that their lives touch. Mm. And we have to realize that some people, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you, you're living a life that impacts a very small number of people. And so maybe, may, maybe it may be you and your family, and that's 
that's the sum total. But once you take on a different level of leadership, and then you realize, oh, there are 50 people whose livelihoods are dependent on the choices I make, or or 100, or 500, or 1,000, or you know, or even more. And and so some of the people I work with, there are literally thousands of people whose livelihoods are dependent on the choices that one person makes, and that is pretty critical. So those are the people that I work with in the private sector, and um, and I, I love doing that because I, I feel like I can do an immense amount of good in practical ways for people's lives. He followed me this morning at like four in the morning, by the way. He's flying to Paris, one of one of our new clients. Oh my goodness! How, how great! Him and his, I think him and his wife are flying over to Paris. Well, I'll tell him that you need to do the next coaching session. I, in I, Paris I told him, him. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you, take me with you? Why are you taking your wife? Take me." <laughs> no. no. Um, okay, so that's essentially we're, you're you're destroying people's internal paradigms. Yeah, we're we're. Uh, yeah, did you, you just, say it? you said it much better than I. Do you remember did. what I what said, Austin? Say? I destroy internal limitations. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and here's to me a real I'm practical thing. I'm gonna get thing. that tattooed okay. on my chest. <laughs> like when, when my neck. Like like someone called me. One of the people I coach them. Really, it was supposed to be them, but within three hours it became them and their company. Right. And they said, "I listened to your talks at Mosaic, and they radically affect the way I think." And what I've discovered is that when I do, when I give a message at Mosaic, that the person who isn't taking high risks, the message for them may be just inspiring or encouraging. And there are some people who the message can be um, incrementally beneficial. Mm -hmm. But when you have a person who is high octane, high performance, high risk, high achiever, um, they're gleaning out of the talk content that other people are completely missing. And they're the ones that realize, see, I, I, sometimes it frustrates me. We're giving people for free on Sunday content that other people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for. Mm. And not realizing that this is available to you. If you'll just apply it to your life, it would be life-changing. Right. And yeah, and and so there there is that, uh, and I've always seen that, I, I that my my role in life is to destroy internal, internal limitations. And and then give people the steps to begin to be able to live their lives differently. And I've, I've done that for myself. Like I find I'm ruthless internally. I'm the, I'm the uh, cruelest person inside of my own brain. Whenever I find bad thinking in my head, I go destroy it. I mean, I am the virus that destroys bad thinking inside of my own brain. I'm writing all this down. And, and I think That's sometimes awesome. uh, people have created a safety valve where they do not allow those kind of viruses into their own brains because they want to remain in comfort and in safety and they want life to be simple and, and secure. And, and that's why sometimes they feel violated by a talk that tells them their life should be more. And, you know, I'm in a conversation with someone I really, really love. I mean, I don't just like this person. I deeply love this person. And, and you know, we're in a conversation and I tell them, he asked me, he goes, hey, what's, what do you see in my life? He goes, I look at you, you make a decision, and within six months, it's scaled. And I, he goes, I've watched the last thing you've done, and it's just so obvious how fast you've scaled. And I told him, I said, you have the same mental capacity. It's not like he's not as smart or not as capable. I said, you just play life safe. Hmm. And I said, you're like one of the best people I know. You're kind, you're caring, you're compassionate, but you're not dangerous. And you need to learn how to have the proper combination of being dangerous and kind at the same time. 
And he'd send me a text back saying, never thought about the need to be dangerous. And, and I said, yeah, you, you can't take on the big challenges in life. You can't go fight Goliath if you're not dangerous. We don't talk about David being dangerous, but David was dangerous. He, he was able to kill a giant with a stone. I mean, how more dangerous can a human being be? And by the way, uh, danger was his calling card because he, he said, I killed a lion and I killed a bear when I was protecting the sheep. And guess what that tells you? Because the only, see, the only way you can actually know who you are is when you go into competition against stronger competition. And David's competition wasn't even other shepherds. David's competition wasn't other men. It wasn't even other soldiers. David says, no, no, my, my competition was a bear and I won. Bears are dangerous, I'm more dangerous. My competition was a lion and lions are dangerous, but I'm more dangerous. And so now I'm here and I have all of Israel's soldiers here and they're supposed to be dangerous, but they're wearing dangerous armor and carrying dangerous weapons, but they're not dangerous. They're cowards. Hmm. And But there's a giant over there and he's dangerous and he knows he's dangerous. And that's why he's taunting us and calling us out. What he doesn't know is that I've been uh, playing with danger all my life. This is my forte. And I'm going to go and I'm going to kill me some giant. <laughs> right. And I'm going to do it easy uh, because um, I'm, you know, David's an artist. He's a musician. He plays the harp. Right. He has a tenderness to him, yeah. but he's also dangerous. And, and, I, and I, I don't know how to get this message out strong enough. And he sent me a long text even this morning, you know, saying, because I sent him a text. I felt badly Our that friend. I was, that, yeah, that I was yeah. hard on him. And I Why said, Why do you feel bad? You don't text me apologizing afterwards. Not at all, because you're my son. <laughs> and, uh, and I do not apologize for calling you to greatness. And uh, if you want if you want less, pick a different dad. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, no way. You know, but with my friend, I, I didn't know if I had the psychological permission to speak so strongly into his life. And so I told okay. him, I said, I sent him a text. Said, hey, I want you to know. You're a great, you're a good man, and you've built a great life for your family. Hmm. And if that's the life you want, that's a beautiful thing. Hmm. I said, I only said the things I said because you said you wanted more. Hmm. If you want more, then the things I said are valid. If your life is the more you want, then what I said is invalid. Right. Like, it's not my place in life to decide how much you want in your life or what you want out of your life. That's hmm. between you and God. Hmm. And, um, but if you say to me, I'm at this level, I want to be at this level, to me, that's permission to tell you the truth about what needs to change to close that gap. Hmm. And that's what I do. That's what our company does. And that's what you do. And, uh, and so we've done it in multiple levels. And really the art of communication uh, was... Uh, an, an, we always an, knew we wanted to do it when we yeah. started the art of communication. We almost added it to the art of communication. Well, we struggled whether we should start with the art of communication or the art of thinking. And oh, we did. Yeah, yes. yeah because yeah. to me, you cannot elevate as a communicator if you don't elevate as a thinker. Right. That's the, that's the secret behind the curtain. That's where you find Oz pulling the strings because uh, you can learn skills as a communicator, but if you don't elevate your thinking, you will never exponentially elevate as a communicator. Right. And so in the art of communication, which is why it's dense, is why it's difficult, that's why it's not easy, and, and why it's hard for some people to make it all the way through at times because they thought, oh, this is gonna be simple. No, this is hard work. This is gonna require you to think. Right. And 
And so the art of communication is a journey to learn how to apply your thinking to the art of communication. It isn't that hard. No, it's it isn't really. I, it's pretty pretty simple, like, you know, but. No, you just have to dedicate the time. And I think that's, yeah. that's the reality is that, is that it's, it's hard to dedicate six hours. Yeah, well, know? anything's hard for people who want life to be easy. That's a quote. See, that, that, that's, that's, an, that, that's, that's a, his quote. I don't need that heat. I'm chilling. <laughs> you want your life to be easy? Go be easy. It's fine. You'll come, you'll come, you'll come and work for us later. But, um, and then, so we have uh, two masterminds that right now are okay. only, only for men. Okay. And, um, and, but they're also for high level, um, high achieving elite businessmen. And, it's, and are you going to open up? So you essentially, this was like the tribe of 12 you talked about opening up. Right. So or, I end up with two tribes of 12, basically. Two tribes of 12. And are you thinking about opening up a third one? Would you open up a third one to people on this? Could, could we list a number and open up a third one to Bad Ready? Or do you think it doesn't make sense to just do keep it word of mouth? Um, well, it's been completely word of mouth. No one's even heard about it except by private invitation. Okay. So what I would say is that if you're interested in more high-level coaching or a mastermind like that, maybe email us. So is there a way they can email us at Battle Ready? They can, but I don't want them to. <laughs> and uh, But you have to apply no, and you kidding. have to qualify. Yeah, yeah, and, you have to apply and qualify. Yeah. And the reason is because for some people, where they're at in their life, what you're getting for free on Sunday morning is what you need. Right. And so you're applying that and really elevating, actualizing those principles. You don't need to pay money for the next level of things. But what you do need to realize is that people who achieve greatness always have a coach, if not multiple coaches. Right. And so there's an interesting irony. People who usually do things poorly don't think they need a coach. Hmm. People who do things well know they need a coach. I remember when Mariah was, uh, or it, it even like eight, nine years ago, and uh, she was really launching a lot of Mosaic's worship. And one of the frustrations she came to me and shared with me was that she has a vocal coach. Yeah. And she's been going to a vocal coach since she was young. And her vocal coach, the one she was with at the time, yeah. especially, did everyone. Yeah. Like, it, like did Paramore, did yeah. all these massive singers in LA and Nashville and New York. That's because and, the best singers all had vocal coaches. They all know they need a vocal coach to keep them in a good spot. With and them. then there are people who wanted to join Mosaic's, you know, worship teams. And when Mariah said, you need a vocal coach, they would be offended. Yeah. <laughs> and they refused to go get coaching. And Mariah would come to me and say, what do I do when the people who have some raw talent, but they're just not good enough, but they think they're too good for coaching. Right. And she goes, I tell them, I have a coach. Yes. And, uh, and you know, the unspoken statement is, I'm way better than you <laughs> and I yeah. have a coach and, yeah, yeah. and you're not that good and you don't think you need a coach. Yeah. My experience in life is the people who um, have a hard time being told that they're not great, mm. they don't go get a coach. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and it, it's one of those situations in, like in my stage in life, it's kind of impossible to quote, have a coach. So I have a lot of coaches. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, the reason I hang around, other than the fact I love these guys, they're like my friends, but you know, I'm around John Gordon and I, you know, I'm around Ed Milet and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm around Paulo Lima and Jamie Lima. And, and you know, these people are in my life and they're my friends and yeah. they're the best in the world at what they do. Oh, that's awesome. And 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 it just it 
it sharpens my mind. It. I mean, I'm in a room with these people. So and really, I, you do the the tribe thing. Sorry, I'm cutting off a little. Yeah, bit. I'm in a tribe. You, no, so you, you talk about doing the tribe because yeah. you want to essentially open up your relationships and open up people who join this tribe to new relationships, to people who are like minded, to people who are yes. the best at what they do, the people who are obviously going and taking ground in their business world, and in, in their personal life on a spiritual level, and who want to be around people who want to see who see the world in a similar way. Yeah, and see the world differently, but in this way that we need to take ground and build business and, and go forward. Yeah, because it, it's not that they need me as much to coach them. They need the environment that I can curate that helps them elevate with other people. Right. It's and really, it's really they amazing. may need me too. No, yeah, mm-hmm. and they need yeah. you and they need each other. And I think that, the, yeah. the, you know, looking at your friend group as well, like it's really encouraged me to go, okay, I need to make sure that people that I am spending time with, predominant amount of time with, um, are pursuing the things that I find interesting or find mm-hmm. great, that they, they don't just accept the status quo. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't hang out with average. Mm-hmm. I never really have. Austin knows it. I'm very, <laughs> very, very um, specific in that way. Yeah. Like, you know, I might get a coffee with you, but I genuinely, unless you're going for it, I'm not going to spend that much time with you, you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather spend time with myself. <laughs> you know, I'd rather spend time with you. I tell this, tell, tell you this a lot. I'm like, oh, the person has to be really interesting if I'm not going to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. You're the other person I hang out with all the time. Like, if it's going <laughs> to take a night away from like hanging out with the family, then it's going to it has to be interesting. It has mm-hmm. to be worthwhile, right? Um, but with that, you have created an incredible tribe of of you have like a a small one. It's, it's mm-hmm. two, maybe one one hand of yeah. your close, close, close guy friends that you you know and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, who's you know married to Paula, but gr- great people that you genuinely mm-hmm. spend a lot of time with and or spend mm-hmm. a lot of time talking with and 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 sharpening each other, and I, it's so important, right, it, to have people in your world, in your field, and in other fields that are actually going, I say going for it, but really just trying to break into the next level of their life, um, and you you're really good at making sure it's not about money, that it's not just about mm-hmm. success, that it's not just about these these somewhat oftentimes limiting um, mm-hmm. milestones, but actually making it about, you know, about your character, about building a foundation, about mm-hmm. thinking, being thoughtful, being kind. I used to, you know, used to beat that into me when I was younger. <laughs> be kind, be kind. I was always like, that feels so weak to me, you know? And now realizing, I think, well, one, when you turn 34, you realize nothing at 24 is right. <laughs> Everything you think is stupid. Um, you just really you realize you just don't know anything, and that, and then it's okay to be to have opinions, to have to have thoughts. You need opinions. You need a, mm-hmm. a, a worldview. As one of the two things you you told me were like, you know, just understand you don't know everything, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. And at thirty four, I realized I was like, oh wow, I really didn't know anything, and now I know mm-hmm. I don't know anything. So now everything's a blank slate, and I can learn more. And at you know at twenty three, I think it was just absorbing a lot, and you you absorb a lot, and you need to, and you need to have opinions. The other thing you said was have a worldview, and I didn't even understand what that meant at the time. <laughs> like have you know how do you see the world, and and care about how you see the world, mm-hmm. and be able to explain how you see the world to someone else. Um, and in this instance, I think the tribe, the, the mastermind tribe that you've built, these two, I really think that's that's. You know, obviously, one-on-one coaching is incredible, but it's very tailored and very specific, and mm-hmm. and 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 it's almost like to the person's needs or to the company's mm-hmm. needs, especially in that moment of time. And one thing that we found with most of the new clients are in unique spaces in their life where they're either about to scale or about to blow up or things are about to fall apart, 
and nothing bad or they or it has fallen apart and now they need to rebuild yeah and so it's you're, you're kind of finding yourself in these like life the crux of these moments right where good bad ugly things have happened and how to like re um re re-engage back into to a path i i without saying too much i'm very excited because i feel like this is such a beautiful rebrand and and not that you're leaving behind anything because it's mm -hmm. like i think the reason why this is so successful already one month in mm -hmm. i guess two months in now we're in march wow this is crazy mm -hmm. this is our start of our third month is that you built 40 years of credibility yeah right that yeah. this is only possible because so so here's my question so mm -hmm. you're, uh you're, you're you know what you said to our friend about being dangerous can you be dangerous with no history with no backlog, with like, with no foundation of greatness, like, how do you? How does? How does? How would? How would I be dangerous? Yeah, what I say is, don't go fight a giant until you fight a bear and a lion, and, and don't go fight okay. a bear and a lion until you've been faithful and taking care of sheep. And so I think sometimes the moment we're ready to be dangerous, we just jump right to the front line and go yeah. a little early. Yeah. You're gonna be dead in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and so what I'd say is start with small risks. Yeah. And, and frankly, um, it can it can be in a completely unrelated area. Right. Um, I'm going to just say this, like I am fearless in talking to people about Jesus hmm. who don't believe in God. It There's a direct relationship with that and being fearless in my business decisions in taking huge risks to build a company hmm. because it comes from the core of who I am. And <clears throat> what I do find is that oftentimes when a person is fearful in one area, that fear translates into all the other areas of their life. Right. And so I say pick one area in your life that you know you haven't maybe been faithful to or, so, or a place you could actually elevate your level of courage. Okay, so someplace you have, you're afraid. Yeah. You said unfaithful. You had to be faithful too, because I think that there's a sense of, I think there's a sense of calling in each person going, you know, um, there are things I need to be doing in my life. And I think it's three circle, three, it's like 360. It's not just, oh, my calling is my job. I mean, because uh, like, you know, my calling is to be a great husband and to be a great father and, you know, to be a great leader at Mosaic. And so I, I feel like um, it, it's, it's full circle around me. Right. And, uh, and, you know, and just like with discipline, you cannot be disciplined in one area and actually remain undisciplined in everything else. Hmm. That lack of discipline translates to every area of your life. Yeah, it really does bleed over. Yeah. And so if you go, oh, I'm really disciplined at work, but I'm disciplined with my health, undisciplined with my health, or undisciplined with my marriage, it's not true. You just, you're lying to yourself about your discipline. You're yeah. undisciplined across the board. Yeah. It's really interesting because I know this is on such a small level, mm -hmm. but like when my when I leave my house, knowing mm -hmm. my house is in order, I have so much more confidence in the day, mm -hmm. right? Like, and then if I just do the work to not let my house get messy or be disorderly, you know, and in the rain, mm -hmm. you know, I'm throwing a towel down and my house is wet and there's just mm -hmm. stuff, there's footprints and there's certain things you just can't do without. Mm -hmm. But like, I know that I've done the work to keep my house in order. When mm -hmm. I leave through the day, I'm going, no, well, I, when I go back home, my house is in order. I know this yeah. is fine. My, my life is good. Yeah. When I go home, it's in a comfortable place. I've, I've, I've done the prep work. But even with everything else, I think it bleeds over, right? When, yeah. Whenever 
your home is a mess. And I say this with, I used to say this all the time with, with the Mosaic boys. Mm -hmm. If your, your car is a reflection of how you live the rest of your life. If I can't get in your car because you're, you're busy throwing bottles in the back and cleaning things up and like, like make sure if I was jumping in your back seat, it's perfect. No. If I was jumping in your trunk, it's perfect. And given Austin can't do that because he's got about 17 cameras and 1 million <laughs> wires in there. But yeah. for the most part, it's like just this preparedness for mm -hmm. life going, I'm already ready for the day no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know, maybe that's just the aesthetic things, but I feel like those are the little things that are going like, I'm not naturally an organized person. I'm mm -hmm. an OCD person mm -hmm. that ironically doesn't transfer over to being <laughs> like, um, not messy. Mm -hmm. Right. So those little like hurdles, I go, okay, I'm going to button that up. I'm going to make sure this is good. I'm going to make sure this is good. Um, but, but let me give you an unexpected 360. Wait, wait, wait. You avoid my question. Oh, you didn't ask a question. I did ask a question. What is it? How does one become dangerous? Well, that was a while back. Yeah. Crazy wow. how it works with you, huh? <laughs> You're like, it's like a rodeo. <laughs> I told you, step into your fears and make an incremental choice that moves you into that fear by an action. Okay, so let's use this friend. How, how would this person step into their fear? Well, what I told them was um, don't quit your job. Because that's people's first mistake, I feel. Right, yeah. Don't quit your job. Find something you love like a hobby and figure out how to translate that into... Some form of work. Yeah, yeah, like a supplemental career right. until it can become a career. Or don't quit your job, but begin to get the skills you need to take what they're paying you to do right now and to do it for yourself. Right. Like, so oftentimes the job you could actually, the career you could actually build as a company is the job other people are paying you for. Hmm. You're just more comfortable taking a safe salary because they guarantee you the salary than to jump over and start your own company. Hmm. And so it's the difference between being a plumber and owning a plumbing company. Hmm. And I think it's great to work for someone else as an opportunity to learn incredible skills. Right. And and if you're a complement on team, then being on that team is the right place to be in your life. Hmm. And but if um, you're but if that complement actually grows and becomes a competency that you can build a company around, then do that hmm. over time. Like don't you don't have to do it today, hmm. you, you know, but you could you could move toward it. So all I asked him is are is there something you're doing for that company? that with a small risk, you could actually begin to freelance and do it on your own, as your own company. I have a friend named Debbie. Did he say yes? Um, he said he had to think about it. Ah, no danger. No, I have a friend named Debbie who was a CFO for a company. Okay. And she decided she wanted to work for herself so she could have more freedom in her life. Right. So she's smart. What she did is she went to the company she worked for who needed her and said, I would, I'm starting a finance consulting company and I would like for you to be my first client. And all I need you to do is pay me what you're paying me to my company, and you won't have healthcare concerns anymore or insurance concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be my first client. And they said yes. And she did the job great. And now they had less of a headache. Right. And from there, she was able to get other clients and actually build her company. Right. And that's one of the smartest ways to do it is to go, is there any way that what I'm doing, can I be contracted mm. and out to do it? Okay. And uh, but there's so many different things. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to do this. I just think that everyone who's unhappy doing what they're doing or feels that the ceiling is too low. Okay. They're the ones that actually need to begin to ask this question. Okay. And like some people, I say, have the great 
challenge of being incredibly skilled at something. You know, so if you're an engineer or um, an architect or a dentist or a plumber, you have a very specific skill set that people will pay for. I mean, I didn't have the um, the deficit of a real skill. <laughs> and, yeah, you uh, weren't you weren't limited to being great at any one thing. Yeah, and so I had to figure out how to create a world in which I would actually be able to pay for life. Right. And and so there's some sense where not having a technical skill forced me to learn how to become a leader. Right. Forced me to learn how to become an entrepreneur. And I think that's one of the challenges is that when you're really good at a very specific skill set, mm. people will pay you for your hours mm. and they will not pay you for your talent. Mm. So today I'm, I'm, I, I go back to work out at Stark, and, um, and which is a, a fitness place I hear that our friend Mike Abramson is now the president of. That's and, amazing. They're um, great. They're, it's crazy because we, we actually found them before yeah. we reconnected with, with Mike. I found them during COVID. It's so crazy. You know, when Instagram was listening to me saying I'm so out of shape <laughs> and then pops yeah. up this ad, you know, and uh, and I checked it out and I really liked it. And so I went over there and I saw this guy sitting in a sled, yes. like a heavy metal sled. And this woman uh, is pulling it. It has all these giant weights on it. And she's got these chains and she's pulling the sled while he's sitting in the sled. And I kept thinking to myself, what is wrong with this picture? One, it should be the man. I, in my mind, I guess I'm a chauvinist pulling yeah. the woman. And yeah. um, at least I believe in chivalry. And yeah. so I walked by when he's sitting in the chair getting pulled across the room and I said, um, are you really the one being paid for this? <laughs> Was it Nick? Yeah, and everybody started laughing. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, and I looked at Noel who was training me, I said, this one metaphor explains the entire um, economy. And, and she goes, what do you mean? I said, the person pulling is the person paying. Hmm. And the person sitting is the person being paid. Hmm. Because the knowledge worker will always have more value than the labor worker. And so okay. he's the one that actually has the knowledge, the skill. Right. So he's sitting in the sled getting pulled. <laughs> and she's the one paying for his knowledge. So she's actually paying a guy to make her work, to get her where she needs to be, but she can't get there without him. That's funny. And this is true in <laughs> life. If you are willing to get paid for your labor, someone will let you pull them. And if you're willing to learn from your labor and develop a skill, someone's going to pull you. Hmm. And that's that's what I would say, even if you're working within a company, never stay as dumb as you are today. <laughs> mm. Always get smarter. You know, always assume there's another skill you can learn, another technique yeah. you can learn, that you can expand your intelligence, you can expand your curiosity, your imagination, your invention, your innovation, uh, so that you always have more to offer the company. I love that. I love that. I, I you said a couple you said a couple of different things that I want to that have jumped out at me, but I think maybe one of them maybe you can break down. Well, hold on. Well, one thing that I I see in your life is that you constantly change it up. <laughs> you have your routines and you're mm -hmm. very disciplined in your routines once you set a routine. Yeah. But then you almost always like it. You hit. You just scramble everything up mm -hmm. because your travel or your you know life or whatever yeah. whatever it may be between you and mom, me and Mariah, we're always gone. But how do you continually restructure your routine? Because 
to anyone else it'd be madness, but I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I understand what you're doing. I understand what you do. And I just work my life around it. I know that some days it might, some, some years it might be, you know, you're up super early or you're up or you're out really yeah. late working out or your middle of the day is working out and mm -hmm. you just kind of block off whatever time works for you and then make that the routine. Mm -hmm. How do you constantly change it up? Because I've seen you do a million different things. I've seen yeah. you doing training. I've seen you do it on your own. I've seen you get into walking or into whatever it may be. Like, yeah. how do you, why is there, is that intentional? The, the constant, like maybe need for newness? Well, I'm trying, there is a need for newness in me. And, right. but also you have to realize you've been watching me for, you know, 34 years. Right. And, and so you've also watched me as I've aged and matured and changed along the way. What I do is I pay attention to my internal rhythms and I realize, oh, wow, I'm more creative from this hour to this hour. And so if I actually focus my creative time around that, those hours, I'll be 10 times more productive than if I try to be creative in different hours. Yeah. Or um, even like, let's say with, with like health, I'm, I'm trying to be in the gym a lot and everything like that. Um, whenever I wait till after four, I don't have the energy to work out. Mm -hmm. But there was a time where working out at night it was the best. That was the best for me. I was a beast at night. Okay. And so I loved it. So for someone who's looking yeah. to build a new routine, or maybe someone who's mm -hmm. gone, I've done this for 10 years and that yeah. works for me. If you're saying live life more dangerous, what do you what are you telling them to shake it up? Well, one is if you're working for someone else, they decide how you manage your time. Interesting. Which is why it's always a little challenging. Like, you know, and so you have to go to a job from eight to five and you'll, you're only going to be productive for three, three and a half hours. Yeah. And then you're going to pretend to be productive for five and a half hours so that you can get the full paycheck. Hmm. And I think that's one of the great challenges is like learning how to optimize your workflow, even while you're working in a company hmm. and realizing I, I, I'm going to, I really do believe this. I think people give you three hours a day. Yeah, I'll say four because I'm hopeful. <laughs> and uh, and that's and then the rest of it. And let's just say everybody. No, it's, it's true, actually. Yeah. Like one of one of my one of my you know growing up, one of my a f dear friend, he he runs he, he his family runs a pretty big skate company and mm -hmm. surf company, right? Like 100 million yeah. value at the time is 15 years ago. And he would when he started taking over the creative side. He was like, I let them literally, I only asked them to work four hours a day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? Like, how do you even get anything done? He's like, because I literally after four, I'm just watching them watch it, each other. He's like, I know they're not working. Mm -hmm. Their most productive moments are when they feel like they can leave and go surf, mm -hmm. leave and go to the mountains and like and ski and snowboard do their thing. Because I just go, hey, come in in the mornings, let's meet, let's talk through things, and then just leave and go do your thing. Mm -hmm. And we'll start back up tomorrow. Because I know I can only get this amount out of them before mm -hmm. what they're creating is actually bad. Yeah. So that, you know what I mean? And like, that's when I think you have to figure out is wh at what <coughs> point does the value that you bring start to taper off? Yeah. And, and that's for your teams, right? Because mm -hmm. we end up just suffocating people going, you need to be here till five, but nothing's been good since two. Yeah. So I like, think just go home and go get recharged. High achievers, people who move toward optimal performance. Okay. They tend to know how to cycle three, three hour days in a day. Okay. They put in three hard hours and then they tap out mentally, psychologically. They may run to the gym. They come mm -hmm. back and put another three hours back in because they've been replenished, renewed, mm -hmm. and then they take some kind of tap out break and then they give you the last three hours. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm not necessarily recommending that for everyone, but I do know this, people who um, elevate at an incredibly high level 
um, they tend to have enough energy for like three cycles. And I know some who actually have energy for four cycles mm -hmm. in a day. And I was like that most of my life. Yeah, MLS is a psychopath. Yeah, he's a monster. He he talks about his like his mm -hmm. five days, like what is it, like his five, four four hour days, whatever yeah. it is. He's insane. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no. When you guys were growing up, I always worked three hours after you guys went to bed. Okay. And I would put in three hours from like midnight to two in the morning. Right. And and That's two hours, but it's or, or it's three in the morning. Too. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, bad, I, I would normally go to bed around four right. in the morning, and and that was almost all of Europe growing up. Yeah. And then I would put in three hours in the morning, three hours at noon. So I was definitely a cycling four, three hours for probably 20 years. Okay. And I'm not saying that's the best thing for people's health. I'm just telling you that's what I did. Right. And, but I think the main thing is to go, I need to at least have three, like, you know, kick, you know, kick and, what? And what? like kick butt kind of hours oh, a day. Okay. You know? like three, like just hardcore optimal hours. Yeah, where I'm right. giving the company everything I've got. And then if you have a hobby or a passion or something you want to do on the side, your adrenaline will pick up. You get home, you eat dinner, you hang out family, then you go to work on your other project and it's amazing. Right. You know, and that's how I'm able to write books and I'm able to lead Mosaic and I'm able to run a company and I'm able to work with other people is because I keep myself in those cycles and I give myself permission to tap out. Tap out? What do you mean by tap out? Go like do something. Pause? Go No, go do something that absolutely refreshes me right replenishes me um you know up to last year it was basketball you, you know i would just right. go play basketball and it just absolutely would reinvigorate me and get me going and and, uh, and i mean yesterday i was in the gym thinking to myself wow i realized now i can live in this gym like i actually love going to the gym now yeah you, and you spend so much time in there but you also make it your office i do i work from there i have my headphones on and i realize i, I get to do three things maybe four I'm like Solomon, and I, I get to be alone, and I need alone time. Right. I get to work on my physical health by working out. I get to listen to audiobooks, and so I've become an audiobook fan. I finished like five books in the last three and a half weeks. It's crazy. And um, and then I get to answer calls and and help my team keep moving forward whenever they call me. So I just basically tell myself, I know I'm working out, but I am available during these hours. And I mean, and it, you know what's great? What? Uh, you know how you hate long meetings and long conversations? Yeah, if, if you have to meet, you're a bad leader. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I meet fast because I want to get back to the next rep. Just takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm able to be really Sorry, fast. Keep going. Say it again, say it again, say it again. You know, because I want to get back to my workout. Right. And uh, I'm able to listen, give an answer, move fast, man. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing yeah. how focused and intentional I am yeah. and, uh, as I move forward. Yeah. So I, I think you have to find those kind of rhythms. And I have the great luxury of controlling my schedule. Yeah, I try. I try you to know. control your schedule. <laughs> you you do really work. I asked for access to your calendar again, which I have been refused. Refused <laughs> yeah. access. Yeah, they won't yeah. let me have it. Because he thinks yes. that he says I'm, I'm too rigid. Yeah. If I know what time he has free, I'll take over all the time. Airplane mode is really my way of saying I love you, son. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, by the way, I love you. I'm disappearing now. And I'm like, um, Okay, so I think these are good. These are good little. These are good patterns. I mean, I love. I love this, this idea of how to become dangerous in your own life, how to break free of the, your your routines and structures, and how to create new ones, and um, and how to not play life safe. I think that's mm -hmm. that's um, I think that's an, an incredible thing. I mean, overall, this idea of destroying internal limitations, I think, is fascinating. 
You, and yeah. one thing that you talked to me off camera, you said the economy of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And you talked about that, you yeah. touched on that now, but really it's this idea of like, whatever you do, become knowledgeable of it. Yeah. And, you know, and then become knowledgeable of the thing that's right next to you and the thing that's in front of you. And you have to really seek knowledge in almost every role that you have to, to conquer that role yeah. and then to, to develop into the next one. Yeah, to me, it's like, don't have good moments by accident. Pay attention to what creates those good moments hmm. and then learn from that and apply those principles so you can have a lot more good moments. By the way, these are all mind shifts. These are all mind shifts. Which is, ironically, yes. the name of my next book Yes, that's coming out September 19th. Yes. And I'm finishing up all the final edits right now. We'll go to print in a couple of days probably. Yes. And I deal with 12 mental structures yep. that can either be limiting or um, unlimiting and how if we make these mind shifts our lives will literally elevate from the inside out it's amazing i mean i'm yeah. so excited i've read the i've read the first two drafts of the book i think I, did we get the did we get the draft we got it into our email it's amazing i have so many books on the on the line but obviously yours is yours is first um but uh but i want to just do a shout out to this tribe thing because i i kind of feel yeah. like we should just put an ad out there just to see if bad already can fill it oh okay yeah so essentially it's it's three times a year that you're meeting. We meet three times a year for two days. And then we might do a fourth one where everyone comes together with all the different tribes. We'll do maybe two during the year where I'll invite people to come for like a group party kind okay. of thing. Okay, yeah. a group event. And essentially, yeah. I'm gonna just give the price. Is that okay here? Or should we save the price? No, save the price, you gotta apply. Okay, but it's 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 in the tens of thousands. Yes, if you're so, worried about the price, it's too expensive for you. Yes, 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 yes. Because yeah. we want it to be, it's for people who are strictly yeah. Scaling the business. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and part of the reason is because, you know, one of my friends who actually has like a billion dollars said, hey, you know, <laughs> cash. Why, why, why the, he's the one who goes, why the price? And, you said, why the price? Yeah. And um, and I said, because if there was no price, I would have 5,000 people who'd want to be in the group. Right. And I would, and how would I, how could I say no? Right. What would be the way of discerning between you and all the other people I really care about. Well, obviously me, you know. And he said, good point. And I said, and you would not come into a group. With 5,000 people in it. With 5,000 people in it. And you would not come to the group without a high filter. Right. So to have people like you in the group, I have to make sure the people in the group are like you. Right. And he goes, ah, is there still room for me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes. And, okay, so so yeah. here's the thing, here's the challenge. So I know we have some phenomenal business business people in in the battery ready community and network so if you're if you're one of these people and you're going like hey i want to join this I've, I've always wanted to be a part of something like this um you can shoot me an email at aaron at battlereadypodcast.com and me and austin will look at it and i'll send you the link to to apply into basically all the information um it's up front it's a big fee it's it's a part of a great community and this is not a hard sell this is just me lofting it out there because i told you i think we should just put it on battery ready we always have let battery ready people know what we're doing so sure. i think we should yeah and Two of the groups are already full. I'd, so have, be to a third. I'd have to start a third group yeah. if there's enough response from Battle Ready. Yeah, amazing. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not yeah. amazing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Are um, we good? Yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you that one just interesting, like, I guess, um, analogy is um, when I was stretching today, or I wasn't stretching, I was being stretched. Yeah. And uh, and the trainer stretching me said, uh, you know when your when your brain says that you can't go any further. Yeah, I go yeah, like right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said um, all the studies show that your brain is lying to you. Yeah, you can go like sixty percent more, right? Yeah, that your brain is telling you you're in pain, you can't stretch any further to protect you, 
but if you can she said if you can change your mind your wow. body will follow and it will go further wow and that's exactly it is the way it is with uh, mental structures that's why the mind shift is so important that uh, you think you've hit your limitation you think you've hit your potential you think you've hit your optimal performance and the reality is that the pain has lied to you and told you that you have limitations that are simply not there i love it and 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 to to go full circle to go to go full circle i was trying to get you to use the phrase mind shift architect yeah i really am a mind architect you know we, or a mind, we, you know mindset architect yeah we were talking yeah. about how to describe this and, and you know 30 yeah. 40 35 years ago you came up with the term you're a cultural architect yeah you're reshaping and rebuilding and redesigning culture. Yeah. And really now I felt when we were coming up with our description words and how to, how to explain this to people and, and not even to sell it, because the reality is we're not selling mm -hmm. it. It's been, people have been coming to us, which is a beautiful thing and, and, a, and, a, and a awesome gift. But you, know, you really are a mind architect. You mm -hmm. are restructuring, and destroying limitations inside of people's minds. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, it's gonna it, be a beautiful 2023. It's so much fun and it's incredibly rewarding when you watch someone make a slight shift in their thinking and it has an exponential effect on their life. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. With that said, we love you, Battle Ready. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Uh, we're so grateful that you were with us. You can rate and review this podcast on Apple. You can go subscribe to it on YouTube and you can um, review it on Spotify as well. And if you're new to this podcast, we are so grateful that you've joined us. We love you. And you can jump on the Patreon, which essentially is just people who want to support the podcast and maybe get a few extra episodes a year. We do some, some Q&As over there. We're trying to build it out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Austin, who's always in the corner taking care of us. Um, Austin St. John. And I love you, Dad. Thanks for, thanks for doing this with me. Hey, I love you too, bud. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>